0: We are going to look at heaven and to be honest with you i i personally wouldn't want anybody to interrupt me or i wouldn't want to be distracted if you're telling me about the best thing that i could hear about that's permanent and that is heaven well i won't do anything i know you won't but there's things called notifications and other people that might make your screen light up and it causes your peripheral vision to see Whatever's happening right then is being taken away from you. So, thank you for doing that. Last week, I also told you that hell was used in some form or another in the Bible. It was mentioned 54 times. Today, I want you to know that heaven, some form, a mention of heaven is made in the Bible 550 times. So, surely... God wants you to focus on heaven a whole lot more over 10 times more than he wants you to focus on hell and I personally believe that in order to put heaven in the proper perspective that it has to be in and it needs to be in we need to try and grasp as best we can anyway just how much time God has put into preparing heaven and for you when you arrive there you know in genesis chapter 1 we read about the lord creating the heavens and the earth he did all this in six days folks but do you know ever since that time he's been working continually preparing heaven for you not six days or six years But God is constantly preparing. In fact, Jesus said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. God is actively preparing heaven for you all the time. You know, we just sung about Waymaker last week. We always want to reference that song to troubles and trials right now. Even when I don't see him, he's working. But I got news for you today in this house where I feel the Holy Ghost that even when you can and you can't see him working, he's working on something in heaven for you when you can't. See. The waymaker is even making a way not on earth, but God is making a way in heaven. Now, the Bible says, there's two questions that I want to ask you since God, and you know the word, before I read, out of everything you can talk about in the Bible and think about when it comes to heaven, do you know that one word, preparing? God would not let up on me. And so he showed me Isaiah chapter 64, verse 4. There's two questions that I'm about to ask all of us. For since the beginning of the world, now think about that, men have not heard Nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, besides thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. So while you're waiting on God to move, while you're waiting on the Son to call you home, listen to me. Don't you forget that while you're waiting, Your waiting is producing something that your eye cannot even see, and that's God working and God preparing. So the first question I want to ask you, are you really waiting for God? I know you're waiting on the iPhone 75 to come out. I know you're waiting on the weather to do something. I know you're waiting on all the decorations for fall. I know you're waiting on this. You're waiting on that. You're waiting, as our daddy says, waiting on your ship to come in. Because when your ship comes in, you know you're going to do all kind of good things. Amen? I got news for you. Your ship came in when you asked Jesus to come into your life. And he supplies all your needs. Man, your ship is in and docked. And blessing you in ways you can't ever see so are you waiting for him or are you just waiting on everything else that feels good and you get gratification in and paul said in first corinthians two and nine but as it is written sounds familiar what i read isaiah saying i have not seen nor ear heard neither have it entered into the heart of men the things see we get focused on that mansion or People that sing about that little cabin in heaven, go on to your cabin. There's a cabin I like to go to up in the mountains or many, but I ain't going to a cabin in heaven. Not when the man is building mansions. You go on to your little shabby cabin. I'm going to a mansion, friend. Hey, look, I got facial boards need repairing and replacing on a cabin-like house. Now, I don't want a cabin I want a mansion. Now, it can be decked out like a cabin, but I want a mansion. If he's building mansions, sign me up. Amen? I've I've settled for whatever down here. I'm going for the mansion up there. He says, I has not seen nor heard, neither has it entered into the heart of men, the things, plural, which God hath prepared for them that love him. So question number two is, do you love him? No. Wait a minute we got to back up to last week. We talked about being acquainted with him. The rich young ruler, I'm going to bring him up again. He was acquainted. He thought he was batting 1,000. God says, no, you're batting 900. You ain't batting 1,000. In fact, I don't even want to talk about what you are batting. I want to talk about what you're not doing. I want to talk about selling everything you got, feeding the poor and come and follow me. He dropped his head and walked away because not the 900%, but because what he wasn't willing to part with and deal with. He didn't really love Jesus, folks. He was just acquainted with him for the second week in a row. So I'm asking you, are you still happy with just being acquainted with him, or do you love him? Do you love him enough to let go of everybody and everything? Do you love him, or do you just like him and you are acquainted with him But man, I can't wait until, look, look, let me just settle it right here. Hallelujah, Holy Ghost. If you can't fill in this blank with Jesus, man, I can't wait until Jesus comes. If any other thing fills that blank, at any given breath you take in life, you don't love him. You like him, you're fond of him, you're acquainted with him, but you don't love him. Pastor, that's sharp. I didn't say that, sister, brother. He said that. you got to be willing to say, I don't care about the earth. It's nothing. It's dung. It's short term. It's, It's just fool's gold on the best day of your life. All your mind and eyes need to be fixed and focused on. The Bible says, mind you, is Jesus and his return to take you out of this world to go to a permanent place. So, do you love him? No, I like likes. I like friends. I like status. I like this. I like to be comfortable. I don't like to have pain. I don't like... Listen, do you love him? Because if you love him, I got some good news, times 90 hard. God hath prepared all kinds of things for the people that love him. Well, they said trip was sprinkled at 10. Do you love him though? Being sprinkled, even being dunked, I done covered that. Even giving, even serving, even knowing this book, even the maps in the back of the book doesn't mean you love him do you love him i want you to make sure before you walk out the doors in a few minutes that you want to go to heaven you know the way to heaven because there is a way two weeks in a row that seems right you know so let me tell you some wonderful facts why you ponder those two questions about heaven first thing is god's actually not only preparing things but he's preparing an entire city for you hebrews 11 says uh, but now they desire a better country. You know, we got bumper stickers and tags that says, Scotland County, a great place to live. I'm going to have me a bumper sticker on the back of my chariot one day that says, heaven, my city, God made for me. Yep. They desire a better country that is in heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed. Are you ashamed? That's another question. Uh, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. So God, good fact to know that God's preparing a city for the people that's falling in the categories we're talking about today. The second thing, uh, a great fact about heaven is heaven will be new. And you won't even remember the former things. So I want to talk about that for one second because Isaiah the prophet said, for behold, I will create new heavens and a new earth. Anybody believe besides the preacher? Here's a great non-Greek work that the earth is pretty jacked up right now. Oh, hallelujah, yes it is. Okay, but Isaiah said that the Lord said, I will create a new heavens and a new earth, the former things will not be remembered, nor will they come into mind. What are, what are some of the former things? What, what are some former things? See, I know where our minds go, but let's see what the Bible calls some former things, all right? And John the Revelator is writing down what Jesus said, the one that's, you know, worthy to open the scroll. Hallelujah. He said, chapter 21, verse 4, and God will wipe away. Here we go, number one, every tear. From their eyes, there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, that's the third thing, uh, nor crying, and there shall be no more pain. For, and this is where he says what those things were. He calls them, puts them in a category. For the former things have passed away i don't know about any other mortal being inside of this building right now but me but one day hallelujah i won't shed another tear because my mind is in the dust or because i'm worried about people or because i'm overwhelmed or i'm anxious I won't shed another tear. That's a former thing I'm looking forward to. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm tired of seeing people I love in a way go to the grave. And when I get there, that former thing, I can check off. It's obsolete. It's no more. Anybody ever lost anybody, you'd love to hug their neck right now. Hallelujah. That former thing's going to be gone, baby. Listen, there's not even going to be no sorrow. You were overlooked in school. Somebody chose somebody else. You were full of sorrow. You had to say goodbye to a job that you really prepared a lot for. A lot of sorrow, a lot of things, man. You lost a house because of all kind of mistakes. All kinds of sorrow has Made us heavy hearted and it's produced tears. But you know what? When I walk through the gates, I can check off no more sorrow. Nobody else is going to hurt your feelings. Nobody else is going to hoodoo you or do you wrong because God said, when you get there, the former things are done away with. Hallelujah. And then he said, you know what? Not only is there not going to be no more sorrow, but there's not going to be no more pain. I got about one good drum song in me when I have to play the drums. And if they do three songs where there's a lot of cymbals when Chris is not able to be with me. I preach and I'm not crying or whining right now and my shoulder feels like I just had surgery sometime. But I got news for y'all. When I get the glory, I can play the cymbals for five years and my arm will never hurt me because there'll be no more pain there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, and I'm glad God doesn't do like we do. Rush in, praise Him if we want to. We sing if we like the style of music, if if, if we're familiar with it. You know, we have to analyze everything before we really commit to worship, and I think that's so backwards. You ought to commit to worship before you even know about music, before you even think about who's singing before you think about this is a weird odd church or this is a live church you ought to settle it in your heart i'm preparing my body as a living sacrifice when i walk into the house of god i'm going to speak to people but my mind is on the worship of the man who died to save my soul from sins and i'm going to pour it all out for him Because in the 25th chapter of Matthew, the Bible tells us that God is not a last-minute God. I told you since the world began, God started working on heaven for you. you. The proof is in the 34th verse. Then the king. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom here's the word prepared for you from the foundation of the world folks we get so excited about heaven but what we don't realize is just how much time god has taken and is taken while i preach out of his blessed word and tell you about him just how excited God is to know that one day you're going to arrive there and he wants you to love it he wants you to like it he's taken into consideration I believe with all my heart things that you really had and you liked and you admired down here because he said he would give you the desires of your heart but I believe a lot of that will be met and fulfilled in heaven so God spent a lot of time on making sure that when you get there oh you're gonna like it but when you get there you're gonna be overwhelmed that's why i believe the half has not been told that's why i believe no eye has ever seen no ear has never heard neither has it entered into the heart of man because we just can't contain ourselves if we was to know just what all god was going to what great lengths he was going to just to make heaven a great place for you to live for all eternity And there's some encouragement he left. Just a few things I want to tell you. In Psalm 31 and 19. The psalm says, How great is your goodness which you have laid up for those who fear you. Your goodness. Here again, not just regular, normal, opie goodness. Or multitude's Goodness. But the goodness of God, man, we're about that close from singing that today. In fact, we're going to sing it next week because I'm talking about it today. How great is your goodness, the psalmist said, which you have laid up. You know, I like the way God says things. Sometimes, you know, when Beckham He knows where stuff is at Granny and Papa's house Like he knows where stuff is at his house His own house He knows where the vanilla pudding is He knows if he goes into the kitchen And he opens the door That it's sitting on that second shelf But there's some other things That's laid up higher Cause it wouldn't be good for him to get a hold of those things And you know, down here, Satan tries to kill, steal, destroy. God intends good things in your life, and he's God, he can do it. But just like when Daniel prayed for three weeks, the old enemy of your soul will come in. He'll try to get in and mess up that prayer. He'll try to get in and shuffle up you while you're giving that petition while you're asking God while you're pouring your heart out to God the devil will come on in there and he'll try to mess it all up but I'm telling you something there's going to be a day when you get to heaven it ain't going to be it ain't going to be anything but all good because God has his goodness right now on a shelf. Can't no devil get to it. And it can't no no misunderstanding get it. Can't no uh, earthquake or anything in this earth, no kind of pandemic or anything mess up what God's laid up for you. And the devil hates that knowing that God's just got some stuff laid up for you that's out of his reach and he can't do a thing about it. So you need to hold on, church. That's what Joe was talking about Wednesday night. You got to just hold on because you're almost home, you see. And I'm glad because the psalmist said, how great is your goodness which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have bestowed before the sons of men and on those who take refuge in you. And then over in Hebrews chapter 12, he said, but now you come to Mount Zion and to the holy city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. So, you know, you're not going to be lonely in heaven. All these angels you wondered about, you've even questioned if they're true and real. Well, honey, when you get to glory, you're going to see what a host of angels looks like because the Bible tells me there's going to be an innumerable company of angels and you might just meet one or two or 4,000 that says, you know what, on the 11th of September, I saved your life. On the 12th of September, I looked out for you when you went to work on the 13th and you worried about your children or your spouse, oh, you know what I did? Oh, I just went and I interfered because the enemy thought he was going to just take you out, take them out that day. But I'm the one that stepped on the scene and I just wanted to hug your neck because I could not do it while you were on the earth. See, there's going to be an innumerable. Anybody want to go to heaven besides me is what I want to know. Hallelujah. Then he said in Hebrews 11 and 10, he said, For he looked for a city which hath foundation whose builder and maker in God. So you know, on Holmes makes it right on the Discovery Channel or whatever channel at HGTV. He has to go in behind jack legs all the time. I want you to know this. You might have got shammed at your house or your vehicle or something in your life, but not just any old contractor, not even a good old apostle, disciple, saint of God, is preparing and making heaven for you. But God himself, the man that breathed in your body and gave you life, is the one that's working on heaven for you. And I got news for you. I want to go see God. I'm ready to go see God. I'm ready to see uh, Jesus that put a nail print in his hand that he could have healed not and not made it there anymore like that right there in my hand. But let me tell you something. He allowed it to stay, I believe, because Thomas was able to witness that after the fact. And I'm going to see Jesus. But I got to thinking about all that this morning. I thought about it yesterday. And I said, you know, one of the things when I get to heaven, I get there, I've always heard about that crown. God's got laid up for me in that robe. I'm actually going to get to wear that robe, and I'm going to get to wear that crown one day, folks. I'm not only going to get to see Jesus and and put my hands on his hands, but one day I'm going to get to run up, and I'm going to see some people like Bo Winburn that used to wear a hat like this, maybe this at one time. I won't just sit around and mock his laugh. I won't ride down Atkinson Street or whatever street it is over there and see that federal credit union called Rev. And I always think about Johnny because he called me Rev and I called him Rev. And I grabbed this microphone that Eric's guy because this is one Pat used one day. I'll get to see old Pat one day. I'll get to walk out there in that foyer like Eric talked about and I'll see that picture of LT there I'll get to see all these people one day I brought my mama's Bible out here I'll get to see my precious mama her hands won't be crooked her mind won't be gone her body won't be feeble oh no you see all those former things is going to be done away with you see and all of the heartbreak and all the goodbyes all the pain all the misunderstanding all the things we had to deal with down here won't it be worth it my child yes it will won't it be wonderful my child it'll be so good you know hallelujah and I think about heaven and my sisters here and we talk about this all the time and my nephew loved to play basketball when when he was here and he couldn't really do it he was confined to a wheelchair but let me tell you something right here I believe that boy has been running some laps around some street Piece of glory and I'm going to have to try to keep up with him one day and I won't have to tell him bye no more. Hallelujah. I won't have to look at him with his crippled body and say he wish he had some of my mama's sweet potato souffle that he loved to eat that he couldn't eat because he had a feeding tube. But I pray to God I can squeeze in at the marriage supper of the Lamb and sit beside all these people and I can worship God while we feast forever in glory. Does anybody want to go to heaven besides me? Hallelujah. Will you stand up with me this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Every person here, if you're online, if you're online, there's something you need to understand. There's five words that ought to penetrate your mind and your heart every day of your life. It was the five last words that's recorded in the Bible that Jesus said. It's found in Revelation 22 and 20, and it just simply says, Surely I I am coming quickly. And if you want to go to heaven just like I told you about hell last week, there ain't but one thing, there ain't but one thing that can keep you from going to heaven. And that's saying, no, I don't want no part of you, Jesus, or what you did at Calvary. But if you're here in this church today and you says nope, I'm not going to take a chance on that. I'm going to do my first works over again. God, see me, show me, cleanse me, reveal to me. I'm not going to take yesterday for granted. I want to make sure that when I die, all this you've prepared. I want to make sure I don't miss out on none of it because there's one thing for sure. There's nothing on this side of glory worth missing glory for. And you better know that before you walk out of those doors. Hallelujah. So, I just want to know all the people that want to go to glory today, you can do it and use wisdom and be safe. But I want you to find a place in the aisle because if you can't move today, you might be too too fixed to move when the trumpet sounds. So I don't care if you only take one step over. I just want you to show God, God, I'm ready to move and I want to go up when it's time to move. If you're not a believer and you want to make sure that heaven's your home, hallelujah. When you take me by the hand and leads me through the promise how many of you know that? What a day. Day Hallelujah. Come right now. Oh, I'm ready. We gotta do that again. You don't know it, you will you learn it fast. What a day that will be. Day that with my Jesus I shall see. Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face. To save me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand, hallelujah, glory. Any person in this building right now, and online, you just listen, I'm going to tell you something, it'd be a shame, it'd be a shame for you to miss heaven. sprinkle when I was 10 or I said the Lord's Prayer when I was 18 or we prayed together when we got married no if you can't go back to that that second question do you love him and I mean you love him more than you love the car you drive the food you eat the house you live in the, the person that sleeps in the bed with you if you don't love him more than that you are not ready to go to heaven that's what Jesus Christ said verbatim and all you got to do is say Jesus I'm a sinner and I know I could die right now I know the trumpet could sound my goodness church if over the past going on two years almost has not gotten your attention that the trump is about to sound then you need to wake up because the Lord is about to come this Bible tells us And he's going to call his bride away. I've made my mind up. I'm going. So all you need to do, if that's you, if you're here or online, just say, Jesus, forgive me. I want to be saved. And I want to love you with all of my life. I repent. I don't want anybody, my image or people's, Assessment or evaluation to have any effect on me. I want to impress you, God. Hallelujah. Forgive me of my sins. And this book right here says that's, that's more than the thief on the cross had a chance to say. And he was in paradise with Jesus the same day. If you said that, I'm going to see you in heaven. Hallelujah. So, what a day it's going to be. Amen. What a day. Hallelujah. So, by your own profession, let's sing, what a day. He'll turn the lights on. I want to just say one thing, and, and you're free to leave. But the Lord just spoke to me. And I need to say this because something something triggered this for me to tell you this. The devil will talk you into anything he can talk you into. He'll do it. It's worked on me many times. I want every person in here to listen to me right now. I'm not saying this on my own authority. The devil will talk you into anything he can talk you into. But he'll do everything in his power to talk you out of going to heaven. Barbara, you ready to see Pearl and Mr. Carson? I want to see them. Ready to see Butch again, yeah. Beta. I'm ready to see my buddy Wanda. I'm ready to see my vegetarian cow buddy. I'm ready. Angela, you ready to see Brother Parker one day? Hallelujah. Who's going through your mind right now? All these people on this stage, God knows, man. Let me tell you something. I love everybody at this church, and I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. But man, when you lose people, that stay in the trench with you. It's worse than losing a family member. God knows I'm telling you the truth. These men and women that we've lost at this church over the years, I'm telling you I'm happy that they're in heaven, but there's a hole in my heart. There's a hole. And and there's way more than the people I called out. Folks, don't let anybody talk you out of it, okay? Don't let the devil do it. We're too close to home. We're way too close. The Lord, he says, I'm standing at the door. Man, you can't get no closer than the door. And I pray, let the words of this mouth right here, the meditation of my heart, I don't want just what I'm saying up here. For God to look at, to be approved, I mean when I'm by myself, man, riding in my car or with, I'm with somebody that won't tell anybody. I want the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart. I want it, all that time I want it to be acceptable. And this is it. I'm going to beg you on this. But I want everybody that has children or students at home all the way up to college man I you need to tell people about this you don't know what young person what child their life their is gonna change I'm telling you we spent way too much we spent a lot more energy than we have money I can tell you that we just need prayer but we need support we need you to you we need you to see the need that we're living in we're not trying to build our own kingdom Because we're not even advertising our church. But I want you to make sure you do all you can. God bless you. I love you. And if I don't see you next Sunday, I pray to God I will see you in heaven.